Matthew chapter 19. Uh, what I wanted to do, uh, I just I knew we wouldn't have much time, but I thought we might have a little bit. And so I wanted to just jump off on a passage of scripture that we looked at this morning. And so uh, we were looking at uh, heaven and rewards this morning. And so uh, I wanted to jump into Matthew chapter 19. It's right at the end of the rich young ruler passage. And here, here's what uh, Jesus says right in the tail end of, uh, of uh, talking with the disciples. Verse 27, let's start there. Then Peter said in reply, See, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And to everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Father, please give us understanding into the Word of God uh, in this brief time we have this evening. I pray that you would uh, just excite our hearts about uh, the glorious future you have planned for us. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so a uh, little context here. The rich young ruler, uh, if, you know, if you're familiar with that story, is the, the, the context in which this passage occurs. So basically this guy comes to Jesus and he says, Hey, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, Hey, give up everything and follow me. You know, follow me. You know, give up your money. Give up, give up you know, everything and follow me. The guy walks away. He, he, he won't do it. He loves his money. He loves his power. He loves being rich. He loves being popular. He loves, he loves all of that so much that he, when, when put beside, Do I want Jesus or do I want this? He picks the other. And and I think Jesus knew he would do that. I think that's why Jesus phrased it that way. So the guy walks away. As he's walking away, Peter has this thought in his head. He's like, you know what? <laughs> you know, we've done just what that guy didn't do. You know, we've given up house and we've given up income and we've given up business and we've given up family and, and we've given up. I mean, literally the disciples had left everything. I mean, if you know the story of the calling of the disciples, Jesus would walk by, you know, they're out mending their nets, they're in their business. And Jesus said, Hey, you, you, you follow me. And literally they, they left all of that turned, And you know, for the last three years, they've, they've been following Jesus. So they left all of that. And so Peter asked Jesus says, Hey, you know, Jesus, he's watching this guy walk away. And he, and he says, see, we've left everything and followed you. What then will we have? So, so Peter's asking, what are the perks of, of the kingdom? What are the perks of following Jesus? What are the rewards of, of leaving everything and following Jesus? Now, first of all, does that seem like a funny question that you just shouldn't ask? Does that seem like that to anybody? You know, it's almost like when you're, you're a kid and, and you go up to somebody and say, hey, what are you getting me for my birthday? And your mom's like, you're not supposed to ask that, you know? I, I mean... I mean, it almost seems like one of those questions where, you know, should he really be asking Jesus that? I mean, kind of we have the thought that, you know, we all ought to just be like, Jesus, I don't want anything from you. You know, you died on the cross for me. It's okay. I don't want anything, you know. And we almost think that that's, that's holy or that's righteous to, to be like, Jesus, if you give me nothing. You, you know what? Peter doesn't have that, that attitude. And actually, I, I don't think that's a good attitude to have. For, for, for one thing, you know, it, it's kind of silly to think we don't want anything from Jesus, okay? Because if, if, if we really get what we want, then we don't have any oxygen today because the Bible tells us that he sustains us every day. I mean, he holds the world together. The Bible says we're in his hands. We live and breathe and move and have our being because of Jesus Christ, all right? So it's, it's really ridiculous to, to think we, don't, we, need, we need him for everything, okay? We need him for absolute everything. And second of all, at the heart of faith is believing and knowing that God is that kind of God that he rewards those who seek him. Let me read you Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Um, The writer of Hebrews says, And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must, number one, believe that he exists, and number two, that he rewards those who seek him. 
You see, part of faith, part of being a person that says, Jesus, I love you, I trust you, I want you. But part of that is believing that, man, God is a giver. He, he is generous. He's a reward. Those who seek him, man, they, they, they're, they're going to they're get the good stuff, okay? That, that's part of faith is believing that God is that kind of God. So, so actually, not only is this a good question, it's really an appropriate question to ask. We we, we should come to Jesus saying, Lord, I want to follow you and tell us, what, what do you got planned? Tell us, what, what, what's in store? What's in store for us? Because we know you and you're awesome. And so we can't wait. We're excited about what's in store. You see, I almost think there, there's a problem with not asking that question. You know, I think a lot of people are like, well, he saved me from hell. But man, I'm just not excited about heaven. I, I really want, you know, I wish he'd do some stuff for me here, you know, and I'd love to have a condo on the lake and, you know, I'd have a, you know, but I'm just not that interested in heaven. I get harps. Well, it's better than hell. You know, I mean, that's not faith. You know, faith really has this inner excitement saying, man, I want to be close to you. You know, I can't, I can't wait when, 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 I, when I'm in your kingdom and when, when, when you reign and, and when, when I see you for who you are. I mean, that's really what faith is. And so it's, a, it's completely appropriate, completely right for us to, to think about and ask about and wonder about the gifts of God that are coming to us as we follow Jesus Christ. In fact, I would say this. You ought to dream about heaven. I mean, I mean have you ever thought about that? You, I mean, you know, do you guys dream about vacation? I mean, I, I do. I, it, it's, it's, I'm, I'm almost convinced it's sin. I'm just not quite sure. I go back and forth. But I, mean, I, I just really like, I love getting away with my wife. I love getting away with my kids. I love to camp. You know, I, and so I'll find myself, you know, on, on a day where I'm just at a locked up spot with my sermon. I'll find myself getting on the internet, you know, buzzing over, you know, checking out a camping site or somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I just, I dream about it. It's just an exciting thing to me. And, and so, so, uh. Brother Gary's interrupting me with my sermon here. Okay. Uh, so I think it's good to dream about, you know, man, what's, what's it going to be like? And so Peter's is a good question. And, and Jesus seemed very happy to answer it. Jesus says, look, in the regeneration, isn't it interesting that he uses that, that phrase there? Where is that? That's in uh, verse, oh, it's 28. Uh, my Bible says, truly, I say to you, in the new world. But that, that word new world is really the word for regeneration. It's the word almost for new birth. It, it, it's equivalent to, the, to all of creation having a new birth. And that, that's actually what Romans 8 tells us is going to happen. It tells us right now that creation groans and, and labors over when Christ is going to come back. And all things are going to be born again, if you will. All the new heavens and the new earth are going to be born again. And Jesus is going to sit on his glorious throne. And all creatures are going to be su- submitted to him. And so he says, in the, in, the, in, the new, in the new world, okay, what's going to happen? Well, the Son of Man is going to sit on his glorious throne. Jesus will reign. Amen? That will be great, huh? Uh, no more presidents. No more kings. No more government. No more senate. No more congress. Jesus is going to sit on the throne. And here's the cool thing. We're going to sit on the throne with him. That's what Revelation 3.21 and 2.26 says, but it says that the apostles will, will actually reign over, over, over the new Israel with 12, 12 thrones, 12 tribes, 12, one, one tribe for each throne. And, and Jesus is going to reign. And, and then he says this, and he says, and everyone who has left, and he goes on, houses, brothers, sisters, fathers, mother. And, and so he says, and, and, and those of you who, who, have, who have followed me to the point that it cost you something, okay? Because that's true. If you follow Jesus, it's going to cost you. Right? If you really surrender your life over to Jesus, you really surrender your, your everything. That's going to cost you. It's going to cost you time. Right? It's going to cost you. You're going to give your time. You're going to give of your efforts. You're going to give of your, your mind, you know, your, your energy. Uh, it's going to cost you in a relationship. Sometimes the gospel takes us places away from our family, away from our community. Sometimes 
the gospel keeps us from relationships. Uh, that, that's true as well. Sometimes we lose a closeness with mother, father. We talked about that this morning uh, because of the gospel. But here's what Jesus says. He says that none of that will really be lost. Instead, you'll receive a hundredfold. You see that? Uh, verse 29, everyone who's left houses, brothers, sister, father, mother, children, lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold. Okay, now, now what does he mean? The, the, do, should we take that literal that, uh, you know, you lose a relationship with your mom because of the gospel? God gives you a hundred mamas in heaven, you know? That's a little scary, actually, you know? <laughs> Wife leaves you from the gospel, you get a hundred wives in heaven. No, 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 wait, that's Islam. That's that hundred virgins is Islam. That, I, don't, I don't think that's what he's saying. Uh, that's even more scary than a hundred moms, I think, you know, trying to... It, has, it didn't work for anybody in the Bible, you know, so it probably, probably wouldn't work for us. Um, I think what he's saying is that that whatever you lose, what Jesus is going to give is going to be a hundred times more satisfying. And I think he's using the word hundred just in a symbolic sense of unimaginably more satisfying. You know, right now, the closest relationships on earth, just try to get your picture around, your head around this, for, this is what heaven's going to be like, okay? Right now, the closest relationships we have are husband, wife, child, parent, right? Jesus is saying, man, in, in heaven, you know, you may have lost some of that here, you're going to have a hundred times that in heaven. I think that's why Jesus says there's, there's no marriage in heaven. You know why? It's too low. It's much better. No, you see your spouse, you'll know them, you'll, you'll relate with them, you'll enjoy them like you never did on earth. It's better, okay? A hundred times better. Okay, he, he says, uh, so maybe some of you lost houses and, and land, you know, you lost, lost security. That's what we get in the house, right? House is a security, it's a place of comfort, a place of refuge. Heaven, a hundred times greater. More security, more comfort, more refuge. Isn't that a cool thought? Our time's up. But I, I guess here, here's the point for me. We should never be afraid to lose now. Because Jesus promises us it's going to be great gain later. Father, I thank you for uh, just giving us a little bit of time, God, just to whet our appetites with... Uh, with the truth from your word. And God, we confess tonight. We believe, God, you're a hundred, you're a million, you're numbers that we don't have words to say better, better, better than anything that we can, we can imagine in this world. And so, Lord, we so look forward to, to being with you and uh, experiencing you. So, Lord, we, we say, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord, come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen.